Ooh, you didn't tell me you were a brainiac. What is going on, all you brainiacs out there in the world? We appreciate you joining us for episode 114. Today is May 24th. Your host here, Slapdog. And do we have a lot to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen? We have some news. Tom Brady, of course, is uh, looking to purchase the Raiders. So we have some, some news with that. Austin Eckler, Brock Purdy, so much to talk about in the news camp. And then, of course, we are going to be talking about wide receivers today, ladies and gentlemen. Last week, we talked about quarterbacks. We brought four quarterbacks to the tables, to the table, and discussed if you should buy or sell them. And we actually had the Brainiac community over on Twitter vote on two of them. Today, we're doing the same thing with wide receivers. Some of those mid-range guys that are our uh, buy or sells. We'll talk about them, and then we are going to finish up this episode with an AMA session. So for all of you that are tuning in, if you have any questions that you would like answered or answering them at the end of the episode, some are fantasy football focused, some are not fantasy football focused, and it's going to be a hell of a good time. As I mentioned at the beginning, I am your host, Slapdog, but I am not alone today. I have my also handsome friend over yonder, Yeti. Welcome aboard. Howdy, howdy. And then we have our long-lost friend who has not been on the show for a while, our producer who works behind the scenes, Scotty Del Rey. Yo, it's me. Welcome aboard, Scotty. How have you been? I feel like we have not had you on the show for a while. You know, it's been uh, sad. I've been missing my friends. I've just been sitting in a dark room editing audio, and that's just not as fun as coming on here and shooting the shit with you guys, so I'm excited. Good. We're excited to have you. Um Gentlemen, I think we should just jump in. I think we should get down to business. So let's just do it. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. First piece of news. Austin Eckler and the Chargers. There's been a lot of turmoil this offseason with him and the Chargers going back and forth. Austin Eckler wanted to be traded. And now the Chargers have agreed to add $2 million in incentives to the final year of Austin Eckler's contract. You think this was uh, kind of just a little sprinkle on the top of the ice cream there, Yeti? Or do you think they're trying to get in good graces with him to perhaps re-sign him? Yeah, like you said, I think this is just a little sprinkle of, uh, you know, some almonds or something on your Sunday because Austin Eckler, he's still, this is the last year of his contract, right? He's 28 years old. He's going to be 29 years old and going into the next season. Um, and he's a running back. Running backs don't have a lot of life, obviously, in today's NFL. So I, I honestly think this might be his last big deal uh, for the Chargers. And then he might ride off. Uh, into the sunset next year with another squad. You think he leaves, Scotty? You think he his this is his last year with the Chargers? Yeah, boy. This is a contract year, baby. This is uh, his time to shine. He's got to prove his worth and prove that he's worth another contract. So we'll see what happens. I, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a fantasy rule of thumb to look for these contract years for these players like Josh Jacobs last year and these teams that know, hey, this guy's probably not going to be with us next year, so we should use the ever-living shit out of him. So I think there's a good chance that Austin Eckler maintains, you know, perfectly awesome value going into 2023. I think there's certainly an argument if, if he can stay healthy. I think that um, there's probably not a reason that he doesn't finish in the top five probably unless he and he might have some touchdown regression and and that could be the case but he's still going to be one of those elite top tier running backs and i don't think his adp obviously is going to change much uh next piece of news here brock purdy he's expected to start throwing sometime next week according to head coach kyle shanahanigans what's he throwing is he throwing tennis balls is he throwing onions is he throwing there's no way he can be throwing footballs right Probably not at this point in the season, right? Or this this far into his progression because he had surgery, what, last month, six weeks ago at this point? Like, how? How can he be throwing a real football at this point? But I guess it doesn't matter because it's May. Um, talk yeah. to me when it when it's August, right? Like, he's just, like, doing little shuttle passes, like, onto the ground and shot, Shanahan's just in the corner <laughs> just giving him the old, you're doing great, son. I just don't think – I don't see – there's a, there's no way. There's no fucking way. And like you said, it's May. So they're trying to get some hype around their players and make sure that they're staying in the media, I guess. But uh, it's, it's a little early for that. So Yeah, it's all coach speak. He's probably yeah. throwing left-handed. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, like Shanahan didn't say what hand he was throwing with, mm, so that's a really a good point. Yeah, uh, Mitch Trubisky is expected to sign a two-year extension with the Steelers, according to their GM Scotty. Are we buying Mitch Trubisky this year? Are we buying him? Yeah, are we gonna uh, buy in him? What? In what? I, in <sighs> fantasy? Yeah. No. Like no. A dynasty league, maybe even a redraft I didn't even league. want Mitch Trubisky when he was the starter. What? I don't want him when he's the backup for the rest of his career. So, um, no, you know, I like Mitch. I'm, I'm happy he's still got a job. I think he's a serviceable backup. But uh, as far as fantasy is concerned, he is long gone. He's gone. Damn. You know, I, I was a big buyer of Mitch Trubisky last year. I was I was a very vocal advocate for Mitch Trubisky. I said the Bears fucked him over. Matt Nagy's an idiot. He's going to come over to the Steelers and be very serviceable. I was wrong. I was wrong. But I am glad he got a job, like you said. I, I do like Mitch for who he is and what he is, so I'm glad he's still around in the league. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, next piece of news, sorry about that, is Sam Laporta, rookie tight end that went to the Lions to hopefully, fingers crossed for everybody that drafted him, replace TJ Hawkinson. He's reportedly, quote-unquote, the best player on the field during the team's minicamp. Yeti, are you concerned that Amon Ross St. Brown will have now been remade? Redone. Redone. Remade. Taking a back seat to Sam <laughs> Laporta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I... I I'm curious who was all on the field, right, and during this mini camp because, uh, like you said, they still have St. Brown, they have Jameer Gibbs, um, like two talented guys right there. Obviously, St. Brown is proven, so it's like that's like saying I'm on the field and I look like the best player on the field, but the only other guy is, you know, the filmer, like right? a sixth grader. quarter of the sixth grader. I mean, even the sixth grader might be better than me, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the context, you know? Well, yeah, I, I assume that this is a a rookie mini camp. Just given the time of year, it's, it seems like a lot of rookie mini camps are going on. So even still, I mean, it's notable, maybe, or could just be coach speak again. But uh, I don't know. I think they really want Sam Laporta to be the best player on on the field. I want Sam Laporta. I don't have any shares of him, but like I I'm excited about the potential of what he could be. So I mean, it's I guess it's good he's getting in the news, but. I would like to know who's on that field as well, because I think that could significantly skew this conversation. So Sports Illustrated, we're talking about rookies. Sports Illustrated reports that Tank Bigsby is impressing the Jacksonville coaching staff in minicamp. Does this mean that we are going to see the end of Sir Travis Etienne? You know, I'm kind of glad that this nugget was included because every Friday, this is a, a free plug, so I'm sorry, guys. Every Friday on my personal Twitter account, I've been coming up with some, with a topic uh, to post, whether it's Dynasty or Redraft related. Um, and this past Friday, I posted three guys that I think you should sell after the NFL draft. And Travis Etienne was one of those guys. Um, I said that because if you look at last year, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, they split Uh, The first six, seven weeks that J-Rob was there, they split carries and targets, basically 50-50. We all know Travis Etienne. He missed his official rookie year with a Liz Frank injury, which is a serious foot injury. Um, It's an injury that can likely be re-aggravated again, you know, when he is an explosive running back, especially. So I think the uh, Tank Bigsby draft was more of a security blanket for the Jaguars and that Tank Bigsby is going to have a bigger role in this offense. Now, I've seen a lot of hype with Travis Etienne. They're, they're rumored to use him like in the receiving game a little more, but that's not his game. I mean, you look at him in college, the most targets that he had in the season was 35. Last year, he had... 45 targets and you have to remember that this offense is gaining Calvin Ridley they didn't lose any of their wide receivers they just added so I'm having a hard time seeing any increase of volume for Travis Etienne and in fact I think Tank Bigsby is going to play a large part um, or take a large part or take a large portion Portion. of his fantasy production away this year yeah I I I think I tend to agree with you and 
you know, like we've we've talked about previously, it's becoming more and more common for NFL teams to have a split backfield. There's no one one bell cow running back. There's a few of them left, but a lot of teams are kind of transitioning into that, which makes it really, really difficult to try and predict on a weekly basis of who you should who you should be playing for fantasy. So I agree. I think it's going to get really, really difficult. And not to mention, uh, Travis Etienne has a gigantic forehead, and it's just tough to oh, trust him. Yeah, Have you seen? Disgusting. He looks like an alien. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't mean to dog on him, but wow, is he ugly. I'm going to look him up. <laughs> Dude, he does have a, the kind thing. of a big forehead. No, yeah. I, Scotty's right. He is. There's. Uh, look, I know Travis listens to the show, so I apologize, Travis. <laughs> You're no Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's mm-hmm. a handsome dude, and Travis Etienne, he's got a little bit of work to do. So we'll leave mm-hmm. it at that. There's some cool news, though, fellas. Foster Moreau. He was a tight end for what? The Raiders? Is that right, yep, Yeti? Yep. Uh, he was diagnosed with lymphoma in March. And it is reported that he's progressing really, 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 really well through the treatment. He even signed a three-year deal with the Saints, so he is expected to play this year. Pretty cool to see. We don't root for injuries, and that is probably one of the worst ones that you can give to a player because it's <laughs> obviously cancer. Yeah, hot take. We don't root for cancer. Yeah. We're against Crazy. cancer on this yeah. podcast. We're, we're anti-cancer, for sure. Let so, it be known. Uh, it is cool though. I mean, like that's that's. A, I don't want to say it's a huge risk for the Saints, but it, it is could be a scary thing. You know, he could maybe not play or whatnot. So for him to get a, a three year deal, uh, says that they believe that he will be around for a while, and it sounds like he's uh, he's progressing well. So good for him. Speaking of good for people, Lamar Jackson, he was asked today what this new offense will allow him to showcase. Obviously, with the addition of Zay Flowers there, and he had stated less running and more throwing. We buying that or we selling that, boys? You know, I'm going to talk about this offense a little more when we talk about a wide receiver in our next segment. But I, I tend to believe Lamar Jackson when he says that there's going to be less running and he's going to be throwing a, a little more than the past couple seasons. Do you think he's just saying that because he hasn't been on the field a lot, so anything is more throwing <laughs> because he's been sitting on the bench? You know, that could very well be the case, but... Uh, mm. I guess we'll see in uh, September. Okay. I mean, Scott, do you have anything else to add on Lamar? Or would you like to move on? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more when we talk about receivers. Okay. Last piece of news, gentlemen. Tom Brady is looking to actually be a minority owner with the Raiders organization. There was It was rumor. It was rumor. And it sounds like that rumor is, in fact, the truth. He's in the works to finalize that agreement. Yeti is our resident Raiders homer. Do you now have to refer to Tom Brady as Papa? I, I think that's in the unofficial rule book, right? I think okay. I, he's Papa Tom Brady now. Um, man, what the fuck is going on? I, it, it feels like the Raiders are trying to copy what New England is doing, right? Last year, they got uh, the Patriots general manager and they brought over Josh McDaniels, obviously, who was a longtime New England offensive coordinator. Now they're getting Tom Brady to be a minority owner uh, of the Raiders. Bill Belichick is going to retire in the next couple of years, and he's probably going to become the general manager. Like, I think the Raiders are slowly trying to transition into the Las Vegas Patriots at this point. Mm, like the the Patriots light, yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they did it a little too late. They're, they're adopting the Patriots post-Tom Brady era, which is rough. That's rough. Yeah. I can't tell you this, though. For anybody that was holding Tom Brady as a fantasy football asset, I don't think he's legally allowed to play the game of football <laughs> while he's also a team owner. So you uh, could probably drop know. him. you seen Antonio Brown? Antonio uh. Brown is an owner of some obscure team, I think, in Canada, and now he's going to suit up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He also put out a post that he was going to go play for the Ravens, and the Ravens are standing here like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? We didn't <laughs> make any deals. So He just does what he wants, man. Yeah, he's... he's Look, He's man, a wild card. You want to talk about it. injuries? We don't root for him, and that man needs to get checked out because there's something wrong with his head. So uh, that's it. That's all the news that we have. Gentlemen, I think it is about time that we bust. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Let's bust it down, boys, and let's talk about wide receivers. So the first wide receiver we have brought to the table today, I want to have a discussion about Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is somebody that... There's probably a lot of controversy around, and I think that uh, there's there's fair controversy around him. He he uh, he finished his wide receiver twenty this last year, putting him his you know right in that wide receiver two area. 
I got to start by asking you, Eddie, are you going to buy or are you going to sell Michael Pittman? Oh, I think I'm buying. So for the sake of our conversation today, we're using uh, keep trade cuts value. And Michael or Michael Pittman is the 25th wide receiver, according to keep trade cuts uh, website, which I think is about fair. I think from what we have seen from Michael Pittman over the last three to four years, he is a consistent wide receiver, too, that has inconsistent quarterback play. I don't think his ex, the expectation for Michael Pittman should really drop this year, because if you look at what's going on, I mean, Gardner Minshew, Anthony Richardson, another shaky quarterback situation. But time and time again, Michael Pittman has shown that he is kind of that elite target for the Colts. Um, over the past uh, couple seasons, he's seen high volume. Last year, you saw 139 targets, and he has a quarterback-friendly uh, skill set or route tree, if you will. He uh, He's averaging eight yards uh, of depth per target, which is very quarterback-friendly. And for a guy like Anthony Richardson, if he does play or start at some point in the season, you have to believe that Michael Pittman's going to get a shit ton of targets just based on how short his routes are. So I'm buying Michael Pittman if he's staying around that 25 uh, wide receiver range. So on on keep trade cut and like I we said this last episode I feel like I, I need to say it again for all of the uh, the fantasy homers out there because some people love it some people hate it I'm indifferent about keep trade cut but it, I think it's a good website for what it is it's a good it's a good resource to at least give you some sort of metric and then from there you can kind of do it right now he's going around the 109 that's that's where his his current value is at, is placed at. I think I'm going to sell Michael Pittman at the 109. I'm going to go on the other side of the fence here than you are, Yeti. And, and the reason being, I'm scared. I'm really, really scared of him. And, and like you mentioned, he has found a lot of consistency over the years. And I think that's great. And, and a lot of these wide receivers on the list, I think, are consistent to a point. Where I'm really concerned at, he finishes wide receiver 17 in 2021. And then... I was really optimistic going into him last year, you know, looking at where his ADP was at. I want to say he was like a late third or early fourth. I was like, this is great value for Michael Pittman. And I think he's really going to shine with Matt Ryan. He didn't shine with Matt Ryan, gentlemen. He, uh, he had a lot of issues that Colts te- because that Colts team had a lot of issues. I mean, Frank Wright, obviously we know his story. Matt Ryan did not pan out like they wanted. They had quarterback changes and he still finished. Okay. Where I have concerns with is this. This is the last year on his contract with the Colts, and he will be 27. Okay. He's obviously going to get picked up by another team, or the Colts will try and rework him, but he's also this year working with a rookie quarterback who, as we all have, have discussed at length, this rookie quarterback is a raw talent, but he, that's what he is, is a raw talent. And, he, and so unless they can figure out how to get him working consistently in this offense very quickly... I think this team is going to rely heavily upon Anthony Richardson's legs as well as John Taylor's legs, barring his return from health. And so I just I don't know if he'll be as much of a focal point to get him the ball given introducing a rookie quarterback. Typically, when we see a rookie quarterback enter into the system, the wide receivers pay the price for it. That's where I'm concerned at. And if I could sell him for the 109 and probably do it because right around the 109, you're looking at somebody like Zay Flowers, who's younger, has I don't want to say a better opportunity, but a decent opportunity that I would be willing to buy at for that price. So I think I'm going to sell him. Scotty. Yeah. I, I I guess I just kind of consider him as someone I am not afraid to add for the right price. I, I just think you have to, we have so many years now of a consistent showcase from Michael Pittman that is underwhelming, but, but stable. And even, you know, like Yeti mentioned, last year he was, he finished, you know, top 20 in target share. He finished top 20 in uh, uh, red zone targets. Uh, He had uh, 99 receptions, a real quiet, almost 100 reception season. You know, he's someone who is relatively consistent. And I think he has to be a focal point in this offense as much as you'd expect him to be with a rookie quarterback. So obviously a lot of concerns, but I don't see him being any more of a risk this year than he has been over the last several years. Okay. Um, Yeti, do you do you choose a Michael Pittman as a buy solely because he's on your fantasy team? Is there some homer bias there? I gotta ask. No, man. Honestly, okay. His like I said, his current value right now on keep trade cut wide receiver twenty five. I think that is about his floor, right? That's what we've seen over the past three four years with Michael Pittman. Now that low tier wide receiver two range, so his value is about fair at this 
this current juncture. And I think when you compare some of the guys who are around him on keep trade cut, so we have Debo, Scary Terry, Jahan Dotson. Like I would take Michael Pittman over those three guys, or yeah, over those three guys. Uh, he's in that range where we're talking about some of the rookie wide receivers like Quentin Johnson. Um, I guess he's the closest rookie wide receiver. Even Zay Flowers is, I, I guess, a little behind Pittman. And I, I still tend to pick Pittman <clears throat> over the so, rookies. So if I were to offer you the 109 right now, would you would you give me Michael Pittman for that 109? Or are you keeping I'm it? keeping it. I think okay. I would rather – no, I know I would rather have Pittman than anybody I could get at the 109. That's the determination I like to hear. Next wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. We kind of we hinted at it just a little bit ago when we were talking about Lamar Jackson, but I think we gotta we gotta talk about Rashad Bateman because he's one of those wide receivers who is in this camp. A lot of people are asking, do I buy or do I sell Rashad Bateman? Let's talk about it, Scotty. What are you doing? I think I'm selling Rashad Bateman. I really do. I think, you know, you're adding all of these extra weapons into this offense. Um, I just don't, he hasn't given us any real reason to have faith in him over the course of his career. Uh, And this year in particular, I think they're going to be spreading the ball around a lot more. I think, you know, he has his place in fantasy, but at wide receiver 39, I I don't think I'm going to go for it. I think I would sell him. Okay. His, his value right now on keep trade cut is the two Oh five. So, I think depending upon who's left around that too, I mean, it gets interesting, right? Like if, if you were doing a, a, a dynasty rookie draft right now, you're probably looking at trying to sell him during the draft. You're, you're probably trying to buy that pick during the draft because it's really hit or miss for me, depending upon who's there at the 205 for me to want to buy or sell Rashad Bateman. I think overall, I'm going to agree with you. Scotty, I, I have my concerns with Rashad Bateman. I've I've vocally talked a lot of shit on Rashad Bateman over the years. Um, what has he done to you, man? Nothing. That's the problem. You know, he was drafted two years ago in the first round, and Bateman has been someone that uh, he really has never seen the value that a lot of people hoped he would. He's especially been outshined with, by someone every year. Yeah, especially with you know him being a first round draft pick, there was that's a lot of hype for a lot of uh, you know fantasy football players. That usually means you're going to hit something. His rookie year, he finishes wide receiver seventy eight, and this last year, he finishes wide receiver one eleven. Now he has struggled to stay healthy, but I think that's also part of the that's part of the argument. There is he has struggled to stay healthy, but we also have not seen him be that wide receiver one that the Ravens were really hoping he would come into. They now added Zay Flowers into the mix. Mark Andrews is still playing there and will probably always be the wide receiver one for that team. I think overall, if I had to pick, I, Rashad Bateman to me would probably be a sell. Yeti, where are you at? Uh, are you going to get me again for bias here? Because I own. Do you, I don't know if you, you own him. Yeah, I do own him in our uh, league of record. Um, but I, I'm buying Rashad Bateman, honestly. Um, I'm not saying that just to hype up his value for any of our dynasty players uh, that are in our league here. Um, But I'm honestly buying him because he, I feel like, is at his floor, right? Like wide receiver 39, if you can buy him for cheap, we're talking, you know, late second round, early third, even at this point, like I, I would be willing to take a dart on dart throw on Rashad Bateman. Um, as you said, he struggled with injuries, but now he's reportedly healthy. You know, we've seen him in OTAs or mini camps already. He's running routes, whatever. Obviously he needs to sustain that during the season, but I think he's going into a good situation right now. I, I kind of alluded to this when we were talking about Lamar Jackson saying the Ravens are going to throw the ball a little more this season. And I, I tend to buy what Lamar Jackson is saying because Todd Munkin, he's coming over from Georgia, the University of Georgia, where he he led in an explosive offense. This offense, is it's predicated on getting guys in space, getting the, their playmakers in space. And he loves to utilize speedy vertical threats. That's exactly what Rashad Bateman is. That's what he came into the league as. He is a speedy vertical threat, and that's what we saw for three to four weeks when he was healthy at the beginning of the season last year. And I tend to believe that Rashad Bateman, he's going to be that inconsistent guy, but if you're getting him that late for that late of a draft pick, I think it's well worth it, right? Yeah, I just I don't know. Like You look at somebody like Jalen Hyatt still right around there, and 
you know, the potential of what he could do for that offense, I think is a little bit, at least in my mind, a little bit better than what I would get out of potentially Rashad Bateman because he hasn't shown it yet. You know, Mm -hmm. this was, this, this was a really big year for him in my mind this last year because Hollywood Brown wasn't in the mix. When him and Hollywood were there, Hollywood Brown was the de facto wide receiver one. And then they traded Hollywood away, obviously. And, and here we are Mm -hmm. where we, this was the year where he didn't have any competition and that, that could hurt or help a wide receiver. I understand that defenses are, it's a little bit easier to key off of them and he got hurt. I get that argument. Like I said, this to me, I, I'm going to sell it at the 205. I'm probably going to sell. Yeah. But I, I it would be something that during the draft, while I was in the draft, if somebody that I really wanted was there, like perhaps a Jalen Wyatt, I would look to flip Rashad Bateman at that point for the 205 to purchase Hyatt. I don't know if that, that makes sense, but that's that's where I would probably lean at for this one. Yeah, and here's the thing is that if this offense completely stays healthy, which is a big if, uh, you have Mark Andrews, who is going to be the number one target all the time, and I think Zay Flowers is going to come in and be the number one wide receiver on the field. I think Odell is going to be a good uh, a, a, a good distraction for defenses, and I think Zay Flowers is going to come in and, and clean house. So I just don't know. I, I can't see how, even if there is more passing volume, I don't see how his target share would increase more so than it otherwise would have in previous years. So I just don't see, I see him being, you know, a Gabe Davis type of player, except with more target competition. So I just don't see, I don't see the value there at all. That's fair. And I I try not to fall in love with the rookies too much because we have to remember that they are rookies at the end of the day and they are wide receivers that have to go up against some of the most elite cornerbacks each week like some of these rookie wide receivers are going into good situations but can they actually capitalize on that whereas Rashad Bateman he's been in the league for two years now albeit he hasn't been healthy he has still gone up against that level of competition he knows what it takes week in and week out and we've seen it for a few weeks right he had what he got off to a hot start last season for two weeks right 13 and 20 fantasy points um I'm just willing to take a shot at him considering Odell Beckham. I don't think he's going to play the full season. It's going to take Zay Flowers some time to get up to speed with the NFL. I I think Bateman can shoot a shot early in the season, and I'm not afraid to purchase him for a late pick. I respect it. I respect it. I'm not doing it, but I respect it, Yeti. We just talked about Hollywood Brown just a moment ago and kind of talked about his situation with the Ravens, but he's no longer there. So let's talk about him with the Cardinals. My team, baby. I uh, can I go first? Is that okay with you guys? I really want to talk about Hollywood yeah, Brown. Get your bias in there, I guess. In there, bro. Yeah. I guess. I, I'm gonna inject. I brought some stats to back up my bias, but there might be a little bit of bias here. So, uh, look, I know what we are as a Cardinals organization. We're trash. We're trash, and I I am willing to admit that we're not in a good position. I have come to terms with that, but I still think Hollywood Brown might be a buy for me. He's somebody that I'm kind of looking at targeting as somebody that I would want because the upside is there. So he finished as wide receiver 44 this last year. Not a good look. Totally understand that. He was the former Ravens wide receiver one before he was traded to the Cardinals, as we talked about. So let's talk about Hollywood. He missed five games in the middle of last year due to injury, which is why his numbers were so low with where he finished in fantasy football. But here's where it gets really fun. So we all know that DeAndre Hopkins was suspended for the first six weeks of the NFL because he likes drugs. So it made Hollywood Brown the de facto wide receiver one for the Cardinals in his absence. Now, gentlemen, Hollywood Brown, when DeAndre Hopkins was not on the field, he finished as wide receiver five for the first six weeks of the season. So, it's looking highly likely that Hopkins will probably get traded. I'm hoping he gets traded. We'll see. That's a whole conversation in and of itself, but I don't believe Hopkins will be on the roster at the end of the year, meaning that Hollywood Brown is the de facto wide receiver one in this team. Also, Kyler Murray's not ready. We know that. He's coming back from injury. So if we assume, there's a lot of assumption, but if we assume that Hollywood Brown stayed healthy until Kyler got hurt, and we assume that DeAndre Hopkins returned uh, lower than his average yards per game. I still think that Hollywood was in contention for wide receiver one through week 14. So I, I'm buying him, fellas. And mm. I don't know how you feel, but Hollywood Brown, he is somebody that I think is not incredibly expensive. I, I did not look his keep trade cut up. So I will do that while you talk, Yeti. But 
I think he's there for me. Uh, keep trade cut has him as the wide receiver 36 right now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking dynasty too. Yeah. Yep. And I think that he's lower for, for some reasons, not due to his own health, but maybe his quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I think people are probably hold on, holding off Hollywood Brown because of how he ended the season. Right. We saw how he looked with D hop in there and then Kyler going down. So that, I mean, overall that offense kind of went down hill really sure. quick but um to get back to hollywood i think i'm selling him uh at his You're current selling? price and i'm selling him for all the reasons you just listed um i'm gonna sell him to somebody who is buying that d hop is gone and that hollywood's gonna turn That'd into the wide receiver one um into that offense because i think it's important to note that the arizona offense is going from an air raid approach under cliff kingsbury to a first-time play caller, um, a guy who was coming from Minnesota, and he had experience with Cleveland, too. Um, he hasn't officially played calls before, so this is his first go-around, and I'm just very leery of how he's going to do, especially with Kyler Murray coming off injury. Nobody knows what that's going to look like, right? Um, and Hollywood also is on in the last year of his contract, so he might not be with Arizona for that much longer. So if I can sell him to somebody who's willing to buy that he's going to be a wide receiver one after D Hop leaves, then great. I, I'll, he's I going for the one eleven, by the way. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. gladly the 111 sell him. Twelve team, leaves. yeah. So maybe a two hundred one in ten team formats. The one ten two hundred one area is probably in a ten team league, kind of where you're looking. Yeah, I think I'd buy him for that mm-hmm. because even if he leaves, I think he still has talent. That's like he's still more talented. I I look at it like this, like the 110 in our league, Dalton Kincaid went there. Now, whether that's the right move or not, you could argue that. And then you had Jonathan Mingo at the 201. I think I'd rather have Hollywood for the potential of like, like you mentioned the same thing with Bateman. Like he's already proven himself. He was great with the Ravens. He was great when the Cardinals, when he was healthy and the Cardinals had a quarterback and then, you know, all that kind of fell apart. I think I'd buy him for that talent at that. Like if a two, if he was there at the two hundred one, and somebody was like, "Hey, uh, you want Hollywood Brown for the two hundred one pick?" I think I'd probably take that. But that's mm-hmm. me. I don't know how you feel, Scotty. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think if you are a contending team, he is worth he is worth the investment. Um, and the reason for that is because I think it's it's a, it is an assumption, but I think it's a safe assumption that DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be on this team. And like you said, during the weeks when DeAndre Hopkins was off the field, he finishes the wide receiver five, but not only that, he scored three times in those six weeks and had nearly 500 yards of receiving. I mean, he was elite during that time. Um, so to me, it's just, he's worth the, he's worth the dart throw because you're going to get him and hopefully a healthy Kyler Murray back uh, as the wide receiver one right when you're going to be going into fantasy playoffs. And he is going to be that sneaky play that you can add to your starting lineup to be that extra juice you need to make it to the championship. So I think he's, you know, it's a risk, but I think he's worth the risk just given the upside that could potentially be there. And not to mention, yeah, the Cardinals are in rough shape, but that only means that they're going to have to try and score a shitload of points. So the new play caller can decide that he wants to run the ball and not run an air raid offense all he wants to until they're down by 30 in the fourth quarter. And then they whoa, only have whoa, one option. Whoa, whoa, So I just down think by 26. Be, a... be generous. <laughs> okay, down by 23, we'll call it. Okay, Either way, you. they're going to have to score some points and they're going to have to do it fast. And I think the path to do that is through Hollywood Brown. Yeti, this is your last chance. Are you still selling? I'm still selling, boys. Are we going to agree on anybody in this <laughs> I list? I was just today? starting to wonder that myself. All right. Well, let's see if we agree on this one. DJ Moore, wide receiver, formerly for the Panthers, traded to the Bears this offseason. Yeti, are you buying or selling Mr. Moore? This is a guy that I was going back and forth on and i i finally made a decision probably about an hour before we went live um i i think i'm buying i'm buying yeah baby um let's go he's currently listed as wide receiver 24 on a keep trade cut which as i mentioned for some other guys i think wide receiver 24 is probably about dj moore's his floor right um he's been a top 24 wide receiver the past four seasons finishing as high as wide receiver 16. And that's all been with very shoddy quarterback play, right? Like we're looking at guys like uh, Darnold, uh, Baker Mayfield, 
you you name it. He's seen all the all the shots. Did you hack my computer? Uh, you you, yeah, you looking at exactly. my notes here? Yep, I am. Okay. I sure am. Um, so he's finished wide receiver two every year with the shoddy offense, shoddy quarterback, and now he's going into a Chicago offense with the Justin Fields, who is in a must prove it type of year, in my opinion, for Chicago. Justin Fields, uh, you know, last year he was he was a, a very good running quarterback. He was a running back quarterback, if you will. Um, but I think this year he's really going to have to prove his arm talent is there. That's why they traded for DJ Moore, right? You can we can argue that Chicago's offense is is very run heavy and that there's not as much volume for for Chicago as they only threw the ball 22 get, times a game last season. But I think they are going to have to throw the ball more this season just to to see what they really have in Justin Fields. Even if they throw the ball 10 more times, I'll take it, right? Um, so for DJ Moore, wide receiver 24, I'm buying. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right, man. I think that, um, you know, there's I see a lot of hate. I see a lot of a lot of people talking a lot of shit on, on Justin Fields saying he's one of the worst um, quarterbacks in the league as far as ability to throw. I propose this question to all of you that think that when Darnell Mooney is your wide receiver one and you have no in Byron Pringle is like a wide receiver option for you. Do you really think that that's a fair assessment with a coaching staff that's still trying to learn and figure it out? I, I want to compare him and I want to say this with a grain of salt, but look what happened when Jalen Hurts got AJ Brown. Look what happened when Josh Allen got a, or excuse me, um, Stefan Diggs. Like look at, look at some of those comparisons and I'm not saying he is that elite, but it, it took their game up to the next level. I think you have to hope that for both fields and more. And and like you mentioned, fields has, is somebody that has constantly or consistent. He's been very consistent in the league as that wide receiver too. He is an elite wide receiver and he's played with a shit ton of different quarterbacks. Like every year in the league, he has had a different quarterback and that's really hard for a wide receiver to still find that level of success. So I think I'm buying him. He's going around the 109 right now. If I was at the 109 and somebody offered me that, I think I'm taking DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention, I just think the Bears as an organization are going to take a big step up going into the going into this season in the near future. I just think that we're going to see a Bears organization that looks a lot more competent than what we've seen in the in the recent past. So, I like to get players on the upswing and I think DJ Moore is going to be on the upswing. So, I agree with you 100%. I think they're going to throw more and I think it's going to be more successful because they have more wide receiver talent there. An organization that's on the up and up, I'm buying. All right, guys, we finally agreed on one. Congratulations. Let's take a quick commercial break. I'm really glad that we got to got to do that. Let's talk about our next wide receiver, Mr. Jerry Judy, the old Jer Bear. This was one of the uh, this was the breadwinner of our Twitter poll. They was a very clear winner at number one. A lot of people want to hear us talk about Jerry Judy. Is Jerry Judy a buy or is Jerry Judy a sell? Scotty, we'll start with you. I was really I'll- hoping you'd start with Yeti. You want me to go? I can go first. Yeah, you go first. Left. Okay. Yeah, you go first. Okay. I think this is a big year for Jerry Judy, guys. I really do. I think this is a, an, a, an important year for Jerry Judy. I don't, I, I'm not saying a big year is I think he's going to yield big dividends for you for fantasy football, but I think this is a big year for Judy's career. He's still on his rookie deal. He will be on contract with the Broncos until the end of 2024 unless he is traded. He's kind of like DJ Moore in a lot of ways for me. That's kind of like what I look at him as. He's had different quarterbacks, just like DJ Moore. Obviously, he's a little bit younger. Um, he's had some coaching changes, and he's had he's been either boom or bust, especially this last season. But there is some optimism here. So, obviously, the Broncos, they got head coach Sean Payton. We look at Jerry Judy's career. In 2021, he finishes wide receiver 45. In 2020, he had 856 yards. In 2021, he had 467 yards. He actually had a career season for his yards this year with 972 so and you look at that offense and you're like they had any receivers even get close to a thousand yards you didn't feel it but he still almost got there that's a measure in fantasy football that we kind of like to see is if they can break that 1000 yards they're typically going to be usable for fantasy football and he almost was there he, he was almost there and it's clear that Jerry Judy is the wide receiver one in this offense and I, I really do believe that Sean Payton is going to uh he's going to point this team in the right direction here so He's another wide receiver that's going around that 109, 110 mark. 
Jerry Judy's young. I think that he's still going to get it done. I think this team's going to take a step in the right direction. I think I'm going to buy him, fellas. Yeah, Yeti made a shameless plug earlier, so I'm going to also make a shameless plug. Uh, take a look at our website. Uh, probably the beginning of next week, we're putting out an article going over some of the quarterbacks in which I discuss Russell Wilson in particular. I think that this Broncos team is another team that's going to be on the up and up, partly because it's hard to imagine them being worse, uh, but also with the addition of a competent coaching staff, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, he he spent his career in one single place. He got moved to a new place for the first time in his career, had to operate under Nathaniel Hackett. There are a lot of things going against him. And I think that this year you're going to see him take a big step toward his o- old self. I mean, if you eliminate last year, with Russell Wilson, because you say, okay, well, there were a bunch of factors that we couldn't control, whatever it is, what it is. He's only had one bad season in his entire career. He's finished as a top 10 quarterback every other year outside of that. And so if he can even get close to what he used to be able to do, I think you're going to see Jerry Judy take a big step forward and have another career season. And the other thing is going into last year, even when we all thought the Broncos were going to be a pretty elite team, uh, there was a question about Cortland Sutton. Who's who's the wide receiver one in this offense? Who is going to be Russell Wilson's favorite? Last year, if anything, definitively proved that Jerry Judy is the guy. I was wrong about that. Hats off to you, Slapdog. We argued about that a lot, and you are 100% correct. Jerry Judy is the guy, and he is, uh, I think, going to take another step forward and be a perfectly usable option for you. Yeah, it, it's interesting that we mentioned Jerry Judy as the clear-cut wide receiver one in this offense when him and Sutton had about the same amount of targets last season. We look at Sutton's production last year. He had 106 targets, 64 catches, 830 yards, two touchdowns. Judy, 100 targets, 68 receptions, 987 yards, six touchdowns. So we could, it's like comparing, I feel like they're about the same, right? And it's worth noting that they both did miss time with very, a couple of different injuries. They both missed two games, right? Did you want to say apples to apples? Yeah, yeah, apples to apples. So which one's the Granny Smith and which one's that uh, that Golden Crisp? They're both kind of Granny Smith, in my opinion. One oh, just has a little spot fuck. on it. Oh, what does that what what does that mean? I don't know apples. Are those brands? Granny Smith are brands the green of apples? Ones. Well, Granny Smith are those those. I, I believe the word is tart. Yeah, they're, they're tart of, green yeah. ones. And then there's the uh, there's the golden crisps and those are like the ones that juicy the red but they got a little yellow yeah, yeah. i i'm a golden crisp guy are there myself. only two big apple farmers i would know all the man. i don't know that much about apples i just know those two apples and well, I, that's I, two more than i know that's that's pretty well, good. you've had them right i do have no i've eaten an apple i assume yeah but like what color the... was it just dark red like one I've of had, those i've had green and red I don't know. What about the yellow red ones? Those are the golden crisps, and they're by and large the I best. That yellow red was just a red apple that was kind of old. No, those are a type. <laughs> those apple. are like red delicious apples. I think those. I'm are more red. of an apple sauce guy. Oh, I like okay. it when they take all the color out of it, and mush it all up. It probably makes it easier for you. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mama bird kind of situation. You don't uh, even have to chew. You just you suck freak. it down. Mm. You're sorry. gross. I was confused. All right. Anyway, Yeti, sorry for derailing that. Jerry Judy, he's he's an apple, and so is Cortland Sutton, and they're both apples. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I guess it, it kind of just depends on how you think Sean Payton's going to affect this offense because last year, they Judy was equal to Sutton, in my opinion. They drafted Marvin Mims to kind of be their uh, replacement for KJ Hamler, so he's going to be their slot kind of gadget type of guy. And in, in my opinion, I just think there's too many mouths to feed on this offense to really rely on one guy. Um, I know Judy and Sutton were both kind of rumored to be traded during the draft. We didn't see it happen. We haven't seen anything happen thus far in the offseason. So if they both remain on the roster at this point, it is hard for me to really trust Judy. And if he's going as a wide receiver 22 on keep trade cut, I'm selling him for whatever I can get. Well, let me ask you, you know, last year, half PPR, he averaged 11.4 fantasy points per game. Do you think that he's capable of exceeding that this season? You think he's going to take a step in the right direction? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he saw less per game, honestly. Just really? like I said, based off, in my opinion, I think there is too many mouths to feed in this offense. And if Sean Payne is smart, he's going to get the running backs engaged a lot more in this offense, especially um, their tight end, Greg Dulcich, who they drafted last year. I think those two guys are going to be highly involved in this offense because we have we saw Russell Wilson's arm last year, and it wasn't great, right? He's He's got to get those easy 
low low throws yeah play action plays and that kind of eliminates judy a little bit i think it eliminates sutton more than judy and the other thing too is you're right on the stat sheet where they're they're pretty similar but if you watch the games the eye test you clearly saw and i'm sure all the broncos staff also clearly saw jerry judy is a far and away the better receiver between the two Cortland sutton i don't think he got separation one time all year i just, I just think you know russ was closing his eyes and hucking it at him and hope it turned out okay i think um, i was at the offense yeah well but jerry judy was actually you saw him running crisp routes he was yeah. getting separation he was getting open and i think you can attribute a lot of their even target share to just the complete ineptitude of the offense as a whole. But I think Judy really did Great establish dude. himself as the as the lead wide receiver. I I tend to agree. I mean at the one oh nine, if you own Jerry Judy, would you sell him there, Yeti? Yeah. I would I okay. mean he's kind of around that same area as DJ Moore and Michael Pittman. I would take both of those guys over Jerry Judy too. I think I'd rather have Jerry Judy than or DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, I think is how I would go with that. I'm not dead set on that, but I think initially that's where I would go. Let's talk about the last wide receiver on our list, Deontay Johnstown. Wide receiver for the Steelers. Why you say it like that? I don't know. It just kind of <laughs> felt fun, you know? Uh, <laughs> he's going around the 112 in 12-team leagues. I don't know how I feel. I mean, I do know how I feel, but I don't want to I don't want to go first. So we'll start with uh, Scotty. It's too late. What do you, you mean it's too late? You didn't I put, your, you didn't put I your hands on your really chosen one. I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this entire offense. Honestly, I'm real lukewarm on almost literally everybody. So I don't know. I'd like to challenge you. Chilling in the kiddie pool. Just yeah, I'd like piss to all over you. Yeah. Piss piss warm, as they freak. say. You're um I'd like to challenge Yeti to sway me on this AKA, one. AKA he has no idea. Correct. Yes, that is Yeah. yeah. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, too. I, I know damn well what I'm doing, and I'm buying. All right, you want to say it at the same time? You just want to do, like, rock, paper, scissors, shoot, but we'll say what if we're going to buy or sell? Sure. Okay. On shoot. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot, shoot, buy. I'm buying. All right. That worked out well. Okay. Yeah. We're, okay. So we're both buying. I wonder if we have the same reasoning. But. I don't know if it worked out well. Huh? I think it just it it wasn't the best. I'm just gonna be honest. I don't want I don't want to lie to our listeners and say we really killed that right there because I don't think I, we I did. think we did, but well. I think it was serviceable. It could, we could definitely practice it, but I think we did well for the first yeah, time live. That's a lot a of pressure. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Nervous. I think it's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm buying Deontay Johnson or Deontay Johnson as you said. Deontay Johnstone. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. So last year he finished as a wide receiver, thirty, not great. Current value, wide receiver 35. Um, but we look again towards last year or at last year, right? 26% target share in that offense. Kenny Pickett was uh, was a rookie last year. I think we see this offense kind of take a step forward this year. It's kind of not the same exact situation as Denver, um, but I think this offense is going to look a lot better this year than it did last year because Kenny Pickett is going to have a year under his belt. And uh, last year he targeted Deontay Johnson quite a bit, 140 targets to be exact. And that is three years in a row now that Deontay Johnson has seen 140 targets. So obviously the volume is there for Deontay Johnson. Um, And it's important to note that more than half of his targets are coming less than 10 yards off of the line of scrimmage, which is very uh, quarterback friendly, especially for a young guy like Kenny Pickett. If he's going to continue to see this volume, I'm going to buy him uh, and serve him or put him in my uh, flex position. Dude, I hate you, man, because I had like half my notes are just these things, and you're just like, pew, 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 and you're just sniping them all from me. I one, That was one of the biggest things for me um, is his his uh, ADT, his average depth of target. So they're at t- it's at 10 yards, right? And that's, that's a lot more friendly for a rookie quarterback. George Pickens... His is 15.6, so it's almost 16 yards. That's much more difficult for a rookie quarterback to try and make a throw like that. He's running friendlier routes. He's running easier routes for his quarterback, and that's a really big that's, – that's pretty big for me. He, uh, he scored zero touchdowns on 147 targets and 18 red zone targets. That's, that's a freaking anomaly. That doesn't happen, right? So I, I think the, the progression for touchdowns will certainly be there this year. 
George Pickens is going over Johnson right now, which is just crazy to me. Look at like when when you actually start digging into the stats, kind of like we are right now, like people would prefer George Pickens, but Deontay Johnson, I think, is very clearly the better own between those two wide receivers. I, you know, you want to look at it like this: Fryermuth, their tight end, he saw more targets than George Pickens did. Right, and and we expect Kenny Pickett to take a step forward in his his um, his ability as a quarterback. So I understand that, but I think Deontay Johnson he's very clearly the wide receiver one in this team, and and he's going like I said right around that one twelve. So for an early second round pick, yeah, I think I would be buying Deontay Johnson. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh the the touchdown regression point is really enticing. Uh, when you talk about the number of targets he gets, in particular the number of red zone targets and zero touchdowns, that is a big indicator of someone you should buy. So I I like that a lot. Okay, so you're you're back in. I'm on board. Okay, all right. For all of you guys who are watching us over on Twitter, I highly recommend you get your booty on over to YouTube because we're going to do an AMA session here. We already have a couple questions, but if you guys have any questions you would love for us to answer, go submit them over on YouTube over at the comment section and we will uh, we will answer it live. Any question you got, we'll answer it unless it's really bad, but we'll mm. probably answer it. So let's get down to mail. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. I think last Timing week was better. Was, you think it was better last week? I, I've been editing it, so it's perfect. So to, to all the listeners on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it's perfect. I appreciate that. For all of you mm. listening live, I, I'm here for you, and I appreciate <laughs> your continued support of me eventually getting that right. First question we have is from Turtle Hunter 27 Mm. gentlemen if you had to eat either taco bell or mcdonald's for the rest of your life scotty what are you choosing my friend uh this is an easy one it's mcdonald's and it's only for one thing on the menu the mcchicken oh no the mcchicken let me let me be very clear the mcchicken is the pinnacle of fast food you do not when you're talking fast food like that level not something a little bit more up class Fast food at that level, the McChicken is literally as good as it gets, and you'll probably die relatively quickly eating either of these things, but you'll enjoy the McChicken for a lot longer than you will anything at Taco Bell. No, I love Taco Bell. I'm taking a dude, nothing beats a freaking chicken quesadilla. I can eat that for yeah. breakfast, lunch, well, and dinner. Think about baby. it, man. Like a McChicken, and you can get a, a McFlurry on the side. You're get doing some McDonald's fries. too. Yeah, I'm doing McDonald's. Man. Slushies at Taco oh, yeah. Bell, and the fries at McDonald's are second to none yeah, when it comes to fast food fries. They do have exactly, really good and the McChicken is very versatile, right? Because you can get it with mayo or without mayo. You can get buffalo. No, sauce. you get it with mayo. You can get. I'm not trying to eat a dry spicy. ass McChicken. I mean, there's not no such animal. thing as a dry McChicken because that breading that chicken no stop no, it's always juicy yeah. it's oh, fresh they make it fresh yeah, exactly. they have a slaughterhouse yeah. in the back of every mcdonald's i was unaware of that i yeah. think Peta should check into that i'm gonna take taco bell i'm taking taco bell i'm gonna take taco bell turtle hunter appreciate the question hey, I, speaking uh, of Peta, can people hunt turtles you can just go around killing turtles are there tags? that's actually a really good question <laughs> i don't know Hmm. I would, no, I'm not a snitch or anything. Well, no, but. they make turtle soup, so I. Th- I, I yeah, don't I think know. there's a country though. When's, yeah, that's that's made in countries where you that's might the only option. South. We got turtles in the pond out there. Like I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some some people who would be fine with just roasting Here, and souping up that, a turtle. Like when you're hunting, when you're hunting animals, part of the sport of it is having to like track them and catch them and turtles just wander aimlessly in front of you and they're slow and there's you you could literally yeah. just reach down and grab it and, and kill it with your bare hands i wish hands. i had a turtle shell on my back mm. that, that'd be so cool you just carry your house around I, I would like that uh next question comes from aaron big d davis he says with austin eckler officially coming back where do you see his adp at and do you think that the extra two million dollar incentive this next season, and I did not finish this, uh, will affect his performance at all? What's the question? Um, I'll take the reins on this one, and I will go ahead and say that his ADP is going to be very unchanged. Um, currently in best ball formats, Austin Eckler is the second running back off the board, and that is behind Christian McCaffrey and ahead of Bajan and Jonathan Taylor which I think is about fair, right? I think, well, not fair. I think that's pretty accurate because last season, Austin Eckler was a uh, 
running back one in PPR, running back two, the uh, 2021. Uh, 2020, he had a down year. He was running back 26. And then 2019, he was a running back four. So, I mean, you throw out 2020, not throw it out, but he's been a, a top five running back basically three of the past four seasons. I think he that ADP is very good. And I think that 2 million is going to obviously want to make him perform mm. a little better. Um, I, don't, I mean, if somebody gave me two million dollars, I'd probably try to work a little harder to to earn it, right? And it's not <laughs> like this. It's, it's not like this two million is guaranteed, right? It's not like he's signing a contract and boom, he's getting two million. I'd be interested to see what he has to do. Like, is it going to be like a rushing yard incentive? Is it going to be a touchdown? He's got to make out with a head coach in the locker room. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh. Bang is head coach's Brandon Staley. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Booty picks him to him. Doing his stretching on the sidelines. He's got to stretch him out before every game. <laughs> no, I, I think I'd stretch uh, out Brandon Staley for two million dollars. I just want to state wow, that out. Two million dollars, I'd stretch out anybody. Give me Lizzo, I'll stretch Lizzo out for you two can't million dollars. Yeah, well, I'd have, probably have to have a rubber she's band. On, she's one unstrung. of those big bands. She, she's unstrung. I, I couldn't fit my arms around her. Yeah, no I don't offense. think I don't think anything changes with Austin Eckler though. I think I think he's pretty much this does nothing for me from from like an analytical standpoint. I just think. I'm happy he got paid. I, I think he's probably happy he's going to get paid. I don't. This doesn't affect him for fantasy for me at all because regardless of if they gave him this two million dollars or not, I think he was still probably going to play anyway. Mm-hmm. But he might be a little bit more content. Like he might not be spreading rumors about Brandon Staley's wife in the locker room. Like he'll just keep that to himself. <laughs> so I'm happy for him. I guess. Yeah, I, I think the two million dollars is less impactful than the fact that number one, he's on a contract year, and number two, he's got a quarterback who hopefully has healthy ribs the entire season. And I think both of those yeah, things are going to that. lead to. Yeah, I do. And those things are both going to lead to him being being just fine. And Scotty, I want to tag on to your your points here. I'll add a third point. There's a new offensive coordinator in town in Los Angeles. His name is Kellen Moore, who comes from Dallas, and we've seen what Kellen Moore can do with that offense. He was calling the shots in Dallas, and he had a guy named Tony Pollard there at running back, who I think Austin Eckler is very comparable to. He's a little smaller than Tony Pollard, but um, same skill set, right? You want to get these guys the ball and space and make them you know, beat the defender with their moves. So I think Austin Eckler, while he might not be involved uh, early in the season because they want to keep him fresh. I think towards the end of the season when it matters for real football and fantasy football, he's going to turn on the Jets, and I'm excited to watch Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Next question comes from Hershey Turks. <laughs> would you rather Would you rather take on a mama lion with just a dagger or a pack of eight wolves with just eight bullets in a gun? I think I know what Scotty's going to take. Do you? I think you have an affliction. You know for, me. You, yeah, you you, have, you want to fight the wolves with a gun. I don't know, man. I think oh God. I'm taking the lion. I'm gonna die either way, and I'm gonna say that from the beginning. But I think I can do more damage to one lion with a knife than I could. You got to think about it. You got eight wolves chasing after you. You got eight bullets. You're running. You're waving your hand around. You miss a shot, and I, honestly, even if you hit them with a shot, it might not kill them anyway. So I think I'd rather take my chances with the lion with the knife. That's me. How but big, I will die. I want to state that from the, the beginning. Wolves? I'm going to die. Here's how big the is the wolf? I would say yeah. the average size of a wolf. Yeah, but wolves <laughs> vary in size. Some of them get up to like 200 pounds, and other ones are like 70 pounds. Average so, size of wolf, uh, 2.6 to 2.8 feet is the height. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what the weight that, is. <laughs> that's important. I think if there's smaller wolves, I mean, obviously you could just choke it out as we've had that conversation. Oh, don't many even t- start <laughs> many with me, dude. For some reason, we've talked about that before. We've talked about kicking, yeah. But yeah, I think you're screwed either way. So I think I'd take the wolves with the gun just so I could save one bullet for myself when I start losing the fight. You could stab yourself. That's a, a warrior's that, way out. No, I don't. But the whole point of going out that way is so you don't have to suffer the pain. And I think stabbing yourself kind of ruins that. I've never stabbed myself, but I can imagine <laughs> if I was to stab myself in the heart, it wouldn't hurt for that long. Yeah, mm. but it would hurt more than a bullet to the brain. Yeah, but I'm trying to die a warrior. Yeah, well, that's just ignorant. I, I can't get what I, That's what I'm doing. Peter is definitely going to be doing? on our ass after this podcast. I just have to say that. Like, yeah, we're, we're just talking about we're, killing a bunch of animals. Yeah, <laughs> and the sewer. <laughs> These the questions are horrible. Line. We're going to have letters in the mail. <laughs> oh, my cease God. Cease and desist, <laughs> probably. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Peter. Yeah. 
whoa, 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 whoa. Um, yeah, fuck I, I don't know. Like you said, slaps. I'm gonna die either way. I think I'd rather die with honor and you know fight a one on go in a one on one situation and try yeah, to yeah get that knife, I get like juggling it around like. Mm, you probably hey, dropping. I think it's on a, your foot. You didn't specify what kind of dagger. Like, how big is a dagger? Is a pocket? It's knife? not a is sword. It, so it's a dagger. I would say it's uh, yeah, like maybe like a ruler, like size. six inches, like a ruler size. A ruler is twelve, 12, 12 inches. inches. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, about the size play. of one ruler. No, we'll say half. Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop. Six inches. We'll say six inches. Six inches. Six inches. It's not the only one six inches. Zach Wilson doesn't know what six inches is. No, I don't either. Uh, okay. <laughs> Spare Amphibian 5575. He asks us, who wins this trade in a one-quarterback league? Jalen Hurts and Kadarius Toney or Rashad Penny, Jared Goff, Tyreek Hill, a 2024 first, and a 2025 second? I'm just going to say it. I think, I, think the, uh, I think the pick side wins this. I think Rashad Penny and Jared Goff don't really excite me a whole lot, but Tyreek and the picks are kind of fun. And in a one quarterback league, the quarterbacks don't matter as much. So I, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Ah, man, you get a wide receiver one. You get Jared Goff. I think I'm going to take it. I think I'm going to take, I would trade away Hertz and Tony for all that. I tend to agree with you, uh, especially okay. in a one quarterback league and w- without knowing the your full roster. I think you immediately upgrade your wide receiver position with Tyreek, who you'll get for the next three season. Uh, Jared Goff, I think he's a very serviceable quarterback. Obviously not ideal when you, you have Jalen Hurts, but I think Jared Goff is, a, a like I said, you could put him in. Um, and then mm-hmm. you also get a 2024 first, which... Depending on where that lands, right? If that's an early first next year, you're maybe looking at uh, one of the top two quarterbacks next year, or even Marvin Harrison Jr., which is juicy. Um, so I'm taking I'm taking the the pick side, man. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Stop. I agree 100. percent Okay. I, I think I mean you're trading away you're trading away Jalen Hurts's 20 points a game and getting Jared Goff 16 points a game and Tyree kills 20 points a game. So that seems like even just even just considering this year, I think you're you're on the better side of that. Okay. We got one question left, fellas. This is from Yellow Legs. And they said we have one or two choices. Permanently have foam fingers on each of our hands or permanently wear stilts. Scotty. Can I take the gun again? Nope, there's no guns. (laughs) It's stilts or foam fingers. And that's it. I'm just trying to find a way to kill myself with this question. The stilts probably better. Stilts is probably a better option, but I, I, I mean, think... I suppose I could just jump off a building either way. Yeah, but I'm a little higher with the stilts. That's true. You maximize impact. And imagine this: if I land it, I'll be an internet sensation forever. I think, regardless, you might you might be able to get some <laughs> internet clout with either of these diseases. How tall are the stilts? Oh, I didn't really think about that. You're asking some really good questions here. I, I wish I could ask Yellow Legs. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like being the judge for this. Like, what's the average I also have to length the question. of stilts? You know, see, this is the same thing when I look with the average length of a wolf. Uh, That's important. <laughs> information height of stilts. I can't make an accurate decision without this. Information. Anywhere from eighteen to thirty inches oh, high. Shit. So you're talking anywhere from a foot and a half to like what is that? So like could almost you three feet? Could you drive a car with an extra eighteen inches? Oh yeah, dude. There's basketball players that are still taller than yeah, that. Yeah, I was, and they're I was thinking, so I'm a 5'10 male, you know. Like you Shaq give me is still driving. 18-inch stilts. I'm probably like 7'6", which is like Yao Ming status, I guess. And I think he was, you know, able to drive a car. Plus, so, if you're always wearing that, you you probably will get, like you, I said, you'll get some internet cloud out And you of get that, used right? to it after a while, right? Once you figure out the balancing act. I don't know. I've never been on stilts, so I can't. I can't. But I would, I'll say, yeah, you're probably, it's probably fair. I've had a lot of concussions. Imagine how bad those concussions could be if I'm falling from an extra 18 inches. Yeah. So you're taking the foam fingers? No, I'm going to take the stilts. Okay. I need to use my hands for life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Can we, I wonder if we could pick what teams, like, could we just have like, <laughs> whatever, like, could we choose the foam fingers? Just have middle fingers up the whole time. It's your favorite yeah. WNBA team. Oh, I'm taking stilts. <laughs> I'm going to take stilts. I'm probably taking stilts anyway. 
you need your hands for a lot of stuff. Just could you imagine walking around with foam fingers for the rest of your life? Imagine trying, you'd never be able to eat chicken wings again. No, I think you could still eat chicken wings. <laughs> That's one thing I How? think. They'd just be hard. Just, yeah, just be harder, but and you get them really messy. But I think you can still eat chicken wings. There were other things like chicken wings were not the first thing that went to my mind when I was like, I gotta wear foam fingers forever. It was like typing. Yeah, typing, driving a car, writing, texting. Like, texting well you can voice the text i think there's a way around that but i think height i've always wanted to be taller so i think that it's just a natural progression for me that i'll just wear stilts for the rest of my life i guess i would duck, say natural duck under every door yeah i'm fine with that but well, you, you can reach a lot more shit. If you had foam fingers can that's even, true with an extra 18 inches i don't think i could stand up in my basement i'd never be able to come no. downstairs again no you just get a bigger house with like bigger basement but I don't know how I'm going to make more money when I can't use my hands. It's tough. Yeah, Scotty, tough I don't know how I can help you any any more than what I'm the, just gonna take the situation stilts. is presented. <laughs> okay. You're just going to take stilts. Yeti, you're taking stilts, and I'm yeah, taking yeah. stilts. Okay. All right. Yellow Legs, appreciate the question. Everybody who gave us questions this week, appreciate them. If you guys have a question and want to be on next week's episode while we're doing this Keep Trade Cut, we're going to do some AMAs. So send them in. We will answer them. Fantasy football, NFL, or very obviously otherwise, hit us up. We'll answer for you. Mm. Gentlemen, I think it's time to get the hell out of here. This has been a wonderful episode. I appreciate both of your shining faces coming on today and gracing us with your intelligence and presence and helping answer some dumb conversations with questions that we got. So good job. It's fun seeing you guys. And we are out. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune into our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs. And remember, Brainiacs, a championship should be more than a fantasy.